Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We are talking for the next couple days, three days actually, Mm -hmm. about one of my favorite topics to present. Yes, indeed. And embedded within these points, I think personally it gets to the essence of why all of us people, all of us people, all of us are crazy enough to want to work for ourselves, let Mm -hmm. alone be in real estate. That's true. And um, I'll summarize it. It's freedom. Um, It's being free to do what you want to do with who you want to do, when you want to do it, as much as you want to do it. But it's freedom. All of us in our souls want more than anything the sense of freedom. In order to achieve that freedom in the truest sense, the biggest obstacle that all of us have is financial dependency. We need to figure out how to be financially independent. In other words, making it so our money works for us, we no longer have to work for our money, which is our definition of rich, by the way. So what we're going to be talking about in the next three days is how to become rich. And these are our six rules. These are rules that Julie and I have spent a lot of time um, honing in on, frankly, because we could have, this probably started the list of 50 things when we got it down to six. This is information we work on all the time because it's one of our favorite topics to present because it has the biggest impact. Of all the things we've talked about, this and probably maybe six other topics are the ones that people will come up to us at events or they'll message us afterwards and they'll say, do you guys remember when you were talking about this topic or you know, I went to this event and you guys were just presenting on money or whatever it was. You said this, you said that, and this is the, um, you know, this is the effect it had on me and my right. family. These are the results that I got because I listened and I was coachable. Right, and it's the, but this topic in particular I find to be profoundly interesting because it cuts through a lot of the malarkey that's out there and really gets to the heart of us, of why all of us really, I think, why we wanted to be entrepreneurs in the first place, why we took the added risk of wanting to be in real estate. So this is something I'm very excited to present to you. And again, it's one of Julie and I's favorite uh, topics to talk about because there's so many different ways that we can um, you know, go with these different examples. So the topic is, want to be rich? Follow these six rules. I was going to say follow these six simple rules, but I thought, not all of them are simple. Not all of them are simple, but right. I'll tell you, though, this is something that 100% of our listeners can do. So here's the thing. Everyone does have the potential to be rich. So if you're sitting there already putting your filters up, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, whatever, you know, you all can do this. So rule number one, rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. So this is a definition. This is an education point. But it's also something for you to come to terms with. The definition of rich is where your money is working for you and you no longer have to work for your money. So what would some examples of that be, Tim? Well, passive income sources, rental properties, obviously. You could have revenue share from like EXP Realty, for example. Mm -hmm. You could have securities that, you know, different securities pay dividends, things like that. There Now, again, you could even have passive income that comes through your real estate business. But I'll challenge all of you guys to create, at least mentally, to start. Create mental sources of passive income where one is not uh, dependent on the other. In other words, don't make your, um, when you're thinking about this, think of like the bicycle wheel. Julie and I use the bicycle wheel analogy when helping you guys to think of how to be proactive lead generators, right? Do you want to ideally have five to seven spokes that are independent of each other? 
that produce a relatively steady stream of business. That way, if one of the spokes fails, the others will be still productive and strong to provide you, uh, you know, leads. Do you guys get it? Whereas most agents still have one source of business. You know, they're going to buy buyer leads from Zillow or they're going to work centers of influence and past clients, stuff like that. A really well-balanced business is going to have five to seven spokes. Well, that same goes true for a someone who can keep themselves, who frankly gets rich and stays rich, is they have multiple sources of passive income. Now, I'm going to give you, again, drill down on this. Julie said it, but I'm going to really say this again. For some reason that I do not clearly understand, okay, I do not understand why some people are offended by the word rich, but I have to placate the uh, the tenderhearted of you out there and give you the definition of it. And this is the simplest, and I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm trying to make you laugh at yourselves if you're finding yourself being offended by the word rich. Um, because the very fact that you're offended by the word rich will most certainly ensure that you never will be rich yeah. and you will always be dependent. You will never actually have financial freedom. And without financial freedom, you'll never become the highest, truest purpose of your version of yourself. So let's think about this. Now, what is rich? Rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Julie said it perfectly. For you, for some of you, that might be $5,000 a month if you live in like, you know, someplace that's not very expensive, frankly, and you don't have a big housing cost. Maybe if you had $5,000 coming in per month, and essentially that was enough to pay all of your bills, you would be by our definition, which maybe should be your definition, rich. Maybe in some markets it's 10,000, it's 15,000. And we've had coaching clients who've had personal burn rates or personal expenditure, monthly expenditure of over 100,000 a month. It's not, a, it's not difficult to do if you live in expensive parts of um, the country and have you know big families with uh, consumptive lifestyles. But for most of you, having done this a million times before with all of you, yes. it's usually less than 10000 or let's just say 15000 per month or you know, somewhere, somewhere in the Somewhere in middle. that zone. But so what I hear you saying then, just to translate for our listeners, is that this, this passive income is not the result of you slogging it away day in and day out. It's not a job type of income. It is not transactional income. It is the result of the money you have made and invested in one way or another, time, effort, you know, securities, whatever the case may be. But it is coming in today, whether you get out of bed or not. Correct. Is that a good way to put it? Correct, yes. Okay, so it's not, <laughs> not really transactional. And I think agents get a little bit distracted by this. Everybody wants to do more transactions. I mean, we've never had anybody say, I got to do less deals, right? Everybody wants to do more transactions. And that makes sense because that's where your income is generated from. However, if you are in a situation where you stop doing your transactions today and you don't have income that you have got as a result of investing the result of your transactions, you don't have passive income. You are transactionally dependent. Even if you have a team, what Julie just said is true. So don't think that, and maybe that's the first thing that most of you guys will want to do is you want to figure out how to duplicate your efforts. Uh, you know, maybe you're going to have, uh, you're going to start doing more transactions. You're going to start referring out business, making multiple streams of income that way. But that's not really the purest sense of what we're describing. What we want you to do in order to do what we're uh, prescribing to all of you is you're going to have to have profit from your business. And that's the first thing that's going to have to be really clear in your head. You're not like, what is the product of your business? It's not one of our points, but it's worth reviewing for all of you. What is the actual product of your business? Is it sold houses? Well, maybe. Is it happy clients? Well, maybe. Is it this, that, the other thing? It's all the litany of things that you have come to your mind, but the real product of your business is profit. 
profit is with what is you take that profit and then you reinvest it in things that make you passive income. And with that passive income, over time and not as much time as you might think, you become rich. The reason it will take longer than it should is because, well, frankly, you'll listen to the other five rules we're about to share with you over the next couple of days. But the reality of it is, is that most of you think that wealth accumulation happens, as my dad used to say, uh, when the big eagle flies over, right? When you have some sort of li uh, liquidity event, maybe you bet correctly on Ethereum or Bitcoin. But or it's mostly luck and hopium, if we're being honest. Exactly. If you prescribe to that philosophy. And I remember when we got into business, we kind of thought that way too. Most people do. You don't have a lot of financial education in high school or even in college unless you're a finance major. Okay, so what do most agents believe? Well, they save if and when there's anything left over. That's right. They're they not, save last. They save last instead of first. And they believe that the big chunk of their savings, their fictional you know, future savings, is going to come from a big transaction, right? When they make double the commission that they normally would, I'll just save it when I make more. Or maybe they make both sides of a transaction, but this is all not something you can plan. This is all luck and hopium. This is the big eagle flying over. If and when I get a liquidity event, oh, I'll just save it then. But that's did, not predictable, did is you, it? Did you guys hear what Julie just said? Save it off the top. And that's one of the things that we are going to talk about a little bit more in one of the upcoming points. But it's also one of the major points in our book, Harris Rules. Make sure you guys have gotten that. Uh, it's a bestseller available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, every major bookseller. It's a 500 plus five-star reviews now. Make sure you get that book. But really, the product of your business, rule number one, is profit. And with that profit, then your goal is to reinvest that into things that are going to make passive income for you. When you're building wealth for the first time, you've got to be investing in things that grow slow because the things that grow slow are going to give you the most, are going to have the least likelihood of failing on you. And that is going to be rental properties. That is going to be dividend paying stocks in some cases. But really, frankly, lean into the rental properties because that's what all of you guys benefit from. And remember, with rentals, you get benefits from the appreciation, from the depreciation on your taxes, and from the cash flow. You don't get that with a lot of other things, right? And it's something that most agents, most of our audience, understands at a deeper level than trying to figure out stocks or doing something that maybe is a bit more speculative, that at was, least in the beginning. That was our formula when we started. We, we Our goal was to make it by the time I was 40 and Julie was 39, that we had enough money coming in passively from rental properties that we could just live off of our cash flow. It took about a year longer than that, but we did accomplish it. But I have to say, in retrospect, had we do it, to do it all over again, we would have still done it. But had we been in uh, selling real estate back when EXP Realty was around, we definitely yeah. would have focused on revenue share. And then the revenue share is the truest sense of passive income. And with the revenue share, then you then reinvest that revenue share. Don't start making revenue share and living off of it. Make the revenue share, then reinvest it. And that's really where how you have you how you have rather quick uh, wealth accumulation, relatively speaking. You don't all of a sudden create a bunch of passive income from your rental properties or from EXP uh, Realty revenue share and then stop selling real estate. That's a mistake. Right. What you do is you keep selling real estate and then the money you're making from revenue share, you then invest that into, say, for example, rental properties. And then Which you have, becomes another spoke. Exactly. And then you have exponential passive income growth. Don't just replace one source of income with another because you're never really going to accumulate anything and you could very well end, your, uh, end up back being a dependent again. So the moral of the story here, guys, is the product of your business is profit. And rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. 
By the way, yes, Julie and I are proudly involved with eXp Realty. If you guys would like to explore becoming eXp Realty agents, um, we definitely encourage you to do so. Just text the letters eXp to 47372. Text the letters eXp to 47372. Um, or if you're ready to join eXp and you're looking for a sponsor, you can just text me directly on my cell phone, which is 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. And remember, if you are texting eXp to 47372, message and data rates may apply. All right, rule number two. And this was the rule, frankly, I like the best that I wish I would have known when I was a kid. Because sure. this one is perhaps, this right here is, I think, one of those rules that when you and I first formulated this in our brains mm -hmm. in our formidable years, mm -hmm. it was an amazing uh, release of stress, but also incredibly depressing, frankly. <laughs> but keeping it real. Yes. All the same, right? Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. Rule number two. No one, not even your mama, wants you to be rich. Society wants you to be dependent on the government, school, social security, a government job. The system can exist if people stop. That's can, supposed to be can't, can't exist if people stop believing they can't be free. True freedom only comes from being rich. I mean, look at how no one wants you to be rich is evident by the fact that some of you feel triggered even by the very word. That's right. And, and when I was uh, reviewing your notes on this, I was thinking about how many headlines that try and trigger people start out with calling the rich the rich. Right. Right? Like that's a, a you know, a bad you, category you, of people somehow, right? So it it's very pervasive and it's woven into so many things, well, right? It's, it's woven what is it not woven into? What you just said. Seriously, you and I grew Entrepreneurialism, up lower middle I think. class, middle class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where where did we ever in our entire upbringings? And listeners, you ask yourself the same question. Where did you ever come in contact with anybody or anything mm -hmm. that would lead you to believe that you wanted to be rich? Uh, exposure to rich people that had their heads But that happened straight. when we were growing but, but up, But we were Joy. older. Maybe not Kids. so much. I can't think of. Never. It, it wasn't even discussed. It Well, there you go. That's another yeah. thing. Why is a wealth accumulation and money mm -hmm. like this? We'll talk about anything in society right now. I mean, what right. the hell does? I mean, seriously. Literally anything. I mean, yeah. anything. Everything's like fair game. You People are, t I don't even want to go down the litany of things. Yeah, there. but people will freak when you start talking about money. Exactly. Listeners, are you thinking about what we just said? So you can talk about right now, you can easily find some headline that's talking about something that maybe even 10 or 15 years ago would have been considered just completely taboo. We'll just leave it at that. But nobody is willing to talk about their desire to be rich and free. Why? Why is that? Why is it that? There's such a, the last standing taboo really is truly just talking about money, talking about being, well, what's the point of money? What is, what is the whole reason why you earn money in the first place? How do you go about accumulating more money so you can create passive income so you no longer have to be dependent? And ultimately the system, and this was the point when I wrote this, you know, ultimately the system, whatever that is, right? I'm not being conspiracy theorist. I think conceptually you guys understand what sure. we're saying. Intellectually you do, I'm sure is dependent on you being dependent. And as soon as you're independent, then you're free. Because here's the, the secondary point uh, I wrote down. Mm -hmm. Do your friends want you to be rich? No, generally they don't. So why is that? Why don't your friends want you to be rich? Think about this, guys. It's also why you don't talk about being rich with your friends. Well, I mean, it, so if you, some of you, if you're being really honest, and I, I, you and I experienced this, but we really started to understand it when we were, when we started coaching full time. Yeah. 20 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Is a lot of people's biggest reason for not ever really wanting to accumulate anything 
uh, they it was a subconscious fear of being rejected by their let's just call it using modern vernacular their tribe their tribe right, right. Yeah. and you know what you're right because yes. your, your tribe will reject you 100 percent. much evidence of this yes. yes much evidence your neighbors will be, uh, be a little bit resentful to you you'll hear nice little niceties like why is it that you know you're you're stop and smell the roses what's the point you're, you're working too hard you know you're going to start getting pushed back from everyone well why because you are all of a sudden starting to separate yourself and starting to become a better version of yourself. You're pulling away from your crowd. That's right. And they don't like it. No, Nobody it makes likes them uncomfortable. It. They wouldn't necessarily state it that way. You know, I don't think a lot of people would say, well, you know, be, your success is making me uncomfortable. But it's the feeling that they get. And it's their actions that they take by maybe not hanging out with you so much anymore. Maybe saying things like... Uh, our coaching clients sometimes will hear, well, you know, you might be making all that money, but you must not have a good family life or you must not see your kids very often or all these little barbs that fly around uh, headed towards people that are clearly being successful. And, you know, I, I have many examples of coaching clients having their heads actually screwed on straight where they'll say things like, well, actually, the reason that I am making so much money is so I can take really good care of my family. And, you know, we're going to Lake Tahoe. And, and you know, it's one of those things that but you can see how triggering it is. It is. It's incredible to me. From that both sides, really. But, well, it's because um, now we're going to get a little bit of, uh, I think, maybe philosophy. But it's because if this is the deeply rooted thing. Mm -hmm. If all of a sudden we're all tribal, that's how we're all sort of designed, right? Mm -hmm. And you, it's so obvious that that's in our root software Definitely. with how everyone likes to tribe up, right? Mm -hmm. And so if all of a sudden your tribe has these certain sets of values, we live in this town, we have houses that are all about the same, we go to the same places every weekend, we wear the same clothes, we shop at the same malls, we eat the same food, yep. our kids believe the same things because they go to the same school, have the same teachers, everything's the same, 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 same. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you show up. <laughs> and you're all of a sudden trying to basically break out of that mold. It's the crabs in the bucket story. Sure. And Julie and I actually saw this. Some of you have heard this. I'm always shocked when people haven't heard this. But this is this is how it actually works. If you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket, just think of it a big you know, five-gallon painter's bucket. And you put a bunch of crabs in there. What you're going to see is if one crab starts to make headway to get out of the bucket, the other crabs pull them back in. We've actually seen this. That's why you don't need a lid on a crab bucket. Right. That's the reason you don't need a lid on a crab bucket because all the other crabs are going to pull that crab right back in. So it's going to take like a super crab to basically, you know, push the other crabs down and get the hell out of that bucket and jump back in the water and be free. And that's what a lot of people don't realize that their environment. Now, I'm saying crabs and you guys are thinking I'm being too harsh and I'm trying to make a point. Your that's friends aren't crabs. We're saying in general, people get uncomfortable when somebody pulls away and does something different than their group. That's, I mean, that's a fact of life. In your real estate office. Oh, you know what? Bob's being really successful. Bob's now successful, by the way. Yes, yeah, because he's cheating for sure. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Right. So Bob's only successful because somehow he's cheating. He's not following the rules. Well, this gets into a whole other thing that we have done podcasts on, which is the difference between scarcity and abundance creeps in here where, you know, Bob's only successful because he's taken something away from everybody else. Right. That's where it starts. And, and you can spin those conversations out into all kinds of uh, very perilous types of things and thoughts. Well, so it goes two ways, right? Mm -hmm. People are afraid to be rich and set themselves up to be financially free mm -hmm. because they're fearful of not having the support of their tribe. Right. And then the tribe doesn't like people that are starting to in with that are within the tribe that are mm -hmm. starting to not like their act like they're supposed to behave yeah. as members they're of the tribe. They're not following the rules. So the probability of you guys breaking being the crab that gets free of the bucket considering you have this innate fear and it is in it's part of your D it's I wouldn't say DNA but again I like to say root software it's part of your root software to belong to a tribe because after all 
you know, humans have existed and evolved because we hung out in tribes. No, we needed each other. We needed each other, right? To provide sustenance, to provide protection, all the rest of it. That is how we're all designed. And all of a sudden, you're the person that decides you no longer want to be part of that tribe. Well, you're going to have then all kinds of, you know, people within the tribe are going to reject you, especially your friends and your family. And that's what's most shocking. And so you have that one. You don't want to be rejected by the people you love. And then your very fear of not having the protection of the tribe. You guys get it? If you understand that intellectually, then you're going to be more receptive to the other points that we're going to be presenting to you guys in the next couple shows. Because ultimately what happens is, is once you start realizing that you can take those people with you, that you don't have to leave them behind, you're going to create a pathway for everyone to get out of that damn bucket that they've been, that, you know, they've been in for generations. And that's the better way to handle it ultimately. And that is ultimately the better way to handle it. But again, your teacher, your preacher, your pastor, your rabbi, nobody wants you to be rich because all of a sudden you're starting to break free of that tribal environment. Well, and, that, and the government doesn't want you to be rich either. There's lots of control features there. And even I think uh, we did a podcast about how credit works, right? That That's a whole thing of trying to control you as well. Well, let's talk about the government since you brought that up. Does the yeah. government want you to be rich? No, because if you're rich, the government has less control of you and you aren't dependent on them. If you're the thing about this, guys, if you are independently wealthy, if you no longer were dependent on having to sell houses and you weren't transactionally dependent, you have money coming in every single month. You guys get it? You're by our definition of rich where your money's working for you. You no longer work for your money. Passive income. Are you going to vote for the same people? No. Are you going to live in the same place? Maybe you'll have a house there, but you're probably going to go someplace else too. Are you going to, you're going to have maybe your same friends, hopefully, maybe, maybe some of them will, you know, want to befriend you still and others won't. You're going to make new friends. You guys see what happens? It's, it's your decision-making software that gets messed with. But especially the government. The government doesn't want you to be rich because if you're rich, in the, and I hate to say it because now I'm going to trigger some of you, <laughs> if you're rich and you're independent, you can't be manipulated to vote the way you vote, to think the way you think. The reason that the undercurrent of everything is fear-based is because if the world, if the government, frankly, and the media can keep you in a state of fear, not only do you click uh, on whatever the headline is, but you're also always going to be easily um, manipulated. Your behavior is going to be operating out of the sense of fear. And when you're operating out of the sense of fear, all they have to say is, this is the thing you should be fear of. We're going to solve that problem yep. for you. This is the thing you should be fearful of. We're going to fix that for you. And that's why you need us. And and you got to vote for us. You got to give more money. And if all of a sudden you're rich and you're free, and all of a sudden you're starting to think about things differently because you no longer actually have to be dependent, everything on how you see life changes. I mean, I'm looking at the cover of our book. It says Harris Rules. A real estate agent's practical, no BS, step-by-step guide to become rich and free. There you have it. And this, you know, this is the undercurrent of really what our what our root software well, is. That's true. As but real estate coaches, it does start. I mean, we're we're starting at the beginning. We're building on these points throughout our next podcast. I really believe that it starts with your ability to control your own business to proactively lead generate because there's a source of dependency there too. If you're dependent on buying leads or that's what right. have you, right? This is where it starts. So this is all about. Wealth and freedom gives you control over your trajectory in life. Well, that's a real, but let me scale on that so yeah. they don't actually let that get by because that was awesome. Okay. So you have, we tell you guys, hopefully you listen, not to build your business, not to build your mansion on land you don't own. The concept is if you're buying your business, you can have those, you know, if you're trying to do a lot of SEO and landing pages and Googling and all the rest of it, 
buying leads from Zillow, you know, all the rest of it. All those things are things that you cannot control and they can be taken away from you. But if you are a proactive lead generator and you're not dependent on somebody selling you something, you are free. And by definition, then you are no longer dependent. You now can build a mansion and own the land. You're in control. That's right. And that's the essence of what our, again, prescription is to all of you when you're thinking about your financial uh, potential. But again, this goes back to a lot of the uh, financial uh, basics, really, the fundamentals of pay yourself first, have your business be, have the product of your business be profit. And when you start re-engineering the way you think about money and you see money, what, what it really is, they're just little chets that buy you freedom. Yeah, right? it's just a tool. That's all it is. When you have money and you invest it, if you have, you know, $10,000, those are 10,000 little soldiers you're sending out in the universe to hopefully go out and make you more money. That is their job. And yeah. And so here's the thing, because all of this is intertwined. I, I feel and I, I know you and I are in agreement on this, that agents get kind of schnookered into this feeling, into this thing where you make your commission, you're supposed to immediately reinvest it in marketing, branding, buying leads, et cetera, because logically it makes sense. You want to reinvest in your business, right? But you've got to invest in yourself first. That is one of the major rules of Real Estate Treasure Map, of the Harris Rules Book. Put your own mask on first. Yes, because how else are you going to invest it? And I think there is a difference between a lot of the stuff that they get uh, suckered into with real estate is very, very speculative. Somebody else's land, somebody else's rules, somebody else is controlling you versus investing in more things that you control, like rental properties, like revenue share, things like that. So if you've grown up believing that you're supposed to be dependent your entire life, of course, it's going to feel natural than to enter into business, also creating those same uh, dependent relationships, right? So if you don't realize the control mechanisms that are all around you that are trying to keep you from ever realizing what you truly want is to be free and the way to be truly free is to be financially in, or dependent, or I'm sorry, independent, in other words, to be rich. If you haven't had that little epiphany, that little mental breakthrough, then of course you're going to succumb to the belief that you're going to have to be dependent on XYZ company to provide you leads. You guys get it? It always goes yeah. back to control. It I mean, you, you don't realize that the, the underlying thought process is who should I be giving my money to after I get it? You. That's the answer. <laughs> right? But why isn't that the first answer that comes to people's minds? Isn't that interesting? Well, I bet also look Everything how- Everything we've said. But look how the government uh, takes taxes. Yeah. Well, for sure. Look how look how the government gets paid before you do. Yep. You know, look virtually at, everything. Exactly. And how many of you actually stop to think how much money you're paying in taxes? You know, <laughs> yeah. how many of you actually stop to think how much money you're paying just for this, then the other thing? You just accept it. You just pay it without thinking about it, which you don't really have a choice. You have to pay it. But once you're financially independent, I'll go back to what I was. I was having a coaching call this morning mm -hmm. with a really mm -hmm. nice gentleman named Stephen and his partner in uh, L.A. They're yep. running bi-coastal uh -huh. businesses with Compass, um, great agents, and they're living in two of the most expensive markets Absolutely. on planet Earth. Okay, yep. mm -hmm. And they are sort of passively sort of kind of uh, knowing what they're paying in taxes, mm -hmm. not um, personal lifestyle. It's over 50%. Yeah. So they, they, these guys could earn seven figures, and they're still going to have 50% go out to the door. Mm -hmm. Well, the question is, is, if they were financially independent, if they had invested money, if they had investment money coming in from other places, and I asked them this question, would they, and if they weren't transactionally based anymore, would they stay living in those areas? And the answer is no. And guess what? Yeah. That's what's happening in the United States right now. People in mass are – you guys can look at – what's the Mayflower, right? Mayflower yeah. does that survey. Uh, the Mayflower Moving Company, right? Right. Yeah. 
That's right. <laughs> You're not the ship. Yeah. Were <laughs> they doing this? Following you there. Were they doing the survey of where where uh, people are moving? The greatest states that are seeing most people move there versus move out. And guess what we're seeing? Mass migration trends to states with no taxes. Tennessee, Texas, Florida, places yep, like that. That's I right. think Wyoming is one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they of course people track that, and that is what is absolutely happening. Because here's the thing: people who have set up that passive income, what, at whatever level. Remember when we defined rich, we didn't say rich is X millions and millions of dollars. Right. We said it's at least. I mean, the, I think the baseline for rich is covering your required overhead with passive income. That's right. And you know, I had a, a coaching client who lived in Virginia. Okay, she's retired now. Her, at the time, her overhead was about $1,000 a month. And you might ask, how is that humanly possible? Well, she had everything paid off. She had, um, you know, even like her own townhome was paid off. She had her car paid off. So she didn't have a lot of monthly bills. She wasn't paying interest on anything. And, and why is that? Because she had invested over her 30-year career, okay? She had driven her overhead down. So by all definitions, she was basically rich. She had it covered going in wasn't good enough. She wanted to have play money. So we built from there, right? So rich is different for everyone. You start with at least covering your basic overhead. That could be 3000 a month. It could be five. It could be 10. But part of the thing that we do in the real estate treasure map is defining that. But once so you so don't go through life going, well, I just want more. First things first, you have to learn how to sell real estate. Second thing, you have to learn how to actually make profit from the real estate you're selling. And keep it. And keep it, right? Profit, right? And keep it. Yeah. Third thing is then you invest that into things that produce passive income. Fourth thing is the passive income builds to the point where it's covering all your personal overhead. Next, the money you make from selling real estate, then you buy more investments to produce more passive income. You guys get and it? And then lather, rinse, repeat. Exactly. And that's how you create multiple income spokes. That's how you create passive income that then not only you know meets your immediate financial needs, but exceeds it to the point where you have excessive amounts of profits that are coming in every month from your rental properties, from your EXP revenue share, from your this, from your other thing. And we're going to tell you more about some of these things in the upcoming shows. And then ultimately what happens is you're financially free. And if one of those spokes starts to falter, let's say, for example, you've got a bunch of rental properties that produce a crappy cash flow for a quarter, whatever, something happens. There's a big earthquake or hurricane or doesn't matter. You know, crap happens, right? Some kind of event. Yeah. Some kind of event. And one of those financial spokes all of a sudden wanes, but you've got the others that are going to reinforce it. And each of the financial spokes, let's say your financial goal is to your minimum requirement for you to be rich where your money's working for you and you don't like to work for your money, $7,500 a month. And let's say you have been able to create one, two, and three financial spokes that are creating $7,500 a month for, not including your transactional income, right? You guys with me? One of those spokes fail, you still have your personal overhead covered by two other sources of income. Now you're gonna think, how the hell am I gonna do that? It's gonna take forever. No, it's not. You'd be shocked how fast it can happen mm -hmm. if you actually essentially think like what we're helping you guys think like. The point of your business, the product from your business is profit. With that profit, then you reinvest it. And again, I'm gonna say this, EXP uh, Realty Revenue Share is one of the quickest um, it's a wealth accelerator. It's like nothing we've ever seen before. It's extraordinary. Yes, it's a great brokerage. Join EXP Realty because it's a fantastic brokerage. You'll love it. It's the fastest growing real estate brokerage that we think of in history. But one of the things that is there waiting for you is not just stock, but also the ability to have the XP revenue share. The revenue share is the eighth greatest wonder of the world. It absolutely is. I it mean, absolutely we've seen, is. We yep. see it all the time. It's one of the most amazing calls that we have with coaching clients is when they take a look at their stock awards. 
because they haven't been looking at them. And they log in, they go, holy cow, how did that happen? Our EXP coaching clients. Or they have, for the first time, they receive an EXP revenue share check, and they get yes. this wire transfer. And then they go, and I'm getting that next month, too. Exactly. And they're like, what the hell did they, I think they overpaid me. Help me understand. <laughs> okay, well, call, call accounting. No, that was a revenue share from the eight people that you've somehow sponsored, you know? Some of you will sponsor two people and that person will sponsor two people. And then it's incredible. And so the revenue share is uh, the greatest wealth creator for real estate agents that we've ever seen. There'll be other companies that try to copy EXP Realty for sure. But none of them are going to be as generous, frankly, with the revenue share program as the EXP Realty. And if we were coaching you personally, um, we would tell you to seriously consider uh, EXP revenue share as your first passive lead generation spoke after you learn how to successfully sell real estate and turn a profit, simultaneously be with the XP Realty and create revenue share, and then also start buying rental properties. And you, all this happens doing what you're already doing. Exactly. You're not. We're not asking you really to do anything more than what you're already doing. You're just essentially making it so that you get more from what you're already doing. That's right. It's a, like we said, it's the greatest wealth accelerator we've ever seen for real estate agents. Normal humans like all of us, like all of you, uh, don't ever have access to things like this. This is stuff that's, you know, this revenue share thing. And some, frankly, some of this information we're going to be sharing with you. I'll tell you who's born and raised knowing this stuff. Rich people. Rich people teach their kids it's this. True. Rich people talk about this. And we know this because as we become wealthier, as we become rich, frankly, we have run into people. And guess what? They have no problem talking about how to make money, how to keep money, how no to preserve wealth. And they talk about their kids with it. So it's the everybody else that doesn't have these conversations and nobody is preventing them from having these conversations. It's just this strange, bizarro taboo that exists out there. It's a control mechanism that you have to see it for what it is. So for those of you who'd like to talk to Julie and I about joining EXP Realty, please do consider texting me directly. Yes, Julie and I would love to sponsor you at EXP Realty. My cell phone number, text only, is 512-758-0206. If you're just getting started and you want to learn more about eXp Realty, text the letters eXp to 47372. And remember, message and data rates may apply. All right, tomorrow we're going to pick up where we left off today. And I'll foreshadow the next point. <laughs> oh, this is one. Rule number three, I'll tell you what it is. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Everything is better when you're rich. Nothing is worse. This, these are facts of life, guys. All right, that's where we're going to start tomorrow. Hope Have a fantastic day. Hopefully you guys appreciate this. Uh, podcast series as intended and none of you are taking offense to it because if you are if you just allow into your brains the fact that you can be financially independent how would your life how, how, this is a better question what wouldn't change for the better in your life everything would change everything would be better which i'm sort of talking about the next point with regards to rule number three we'll drill down on it more tomorrow you guys have a fantastic day we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow this podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.